Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it. Now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is it, it for real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. This week was my pick for the pod, and um, I'm I had this movie on the docket for a while because I hadn't seen it. Well, that's a level I realized, but anyway, it means even more to me now. Um, three men and a baby because Bob Saget died. And if anybody knows me, they know that I love full house. It's, it's my favorite like thing in the world and full house. Ah. Now get a connection. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> you guys were like, "What?" He was no. Yeah, it took me right, a second. I'm slow. I'm interested to hear where you're going with this. Would, um, were you going to say that it's based on this movie? It's not. We can talk about it, but oh. that it's about three yeah. men raising a baby. It's they're actually from the same year, and they have oh, nothing to do with each other. But it's this. It's a similar genre. Yeah, and so and there's very there's a lot of similarities between it. Yeah. So, um. I, that's, that's a, another reason I'm excited. We're going to talk about this tonight. So it's the 1987 comedy, comedy, baby, dramedy, three men and a baby. And to do our introduction this week is a, just a, a wonderful human, Bradley B. Take it away, Bradley B. Hi there, folks of Is It For Real. I heard you are revisiting three men and a baby. When this movie came out, I was a child myself, and so I must have seen it somehow when it came to VHS. Uh, I guess in retrospect that I saw it at all might have had something to do with how big of fans my parents were of Cheers. And uh, so the fact that Ted Danson was in it was somehow a flick not to be missed. So I'm wondering if you picked up on this, but the late 80s and early 90s was a period ripe with comedies surrounding babies. In fact, I can't think of Three Men and a Baby without also thinking of Look Who's Talking and the sequel Look Who's Talking, T-O-O-2. Maybe it was our infatuation with the Olsen twins, or maybe we just liked Bruce Willis narrating a whole movie as an infant, but we really enjoyed babies in comedy at that time. So speaking of time, when this title recently crossed my social media feed, for some reason, the first thing on 2022 Bradley's mind, the most pressing question for 40-year-old me was, wait, how old were these three men when they made this movie? You know how you don't think you have a biological clock and then suddenly you're competing with fictional characters? Like, yeah. So as not to keep you in suspense, I did look it up. When the movie came out in 1987, Tom Selleck was 42. Ted Danson was 40, and Steve Gutenberg, 29. So by that standard, I guess I'm not behind, but, you know, TikTok. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh, that's a wonderful intro. I know. And he did the math for us, which I was know. just amazing. I was so, yeah, I was excited I was starting to scramble, did. like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I had also, it's interesting, because I had read as part of the trivia facts, which is what he mentioned about, like, all of the baby pictures in the 80s, and it's like, baby boom for keeps immediate family she's having a baby yeah. and like like he says look who's talking and it is like even like mr mom probably fits in there yeah but, totally yeah. um yeah, rosemary's baby no, right kidding wrong that, that was Sophie's, the 70s where, like, <laughs> all, of them, yep. all of those uh -huh. wacky wacky yep. comedies uh -huh. um god i can't 
believe Steve Gutenberg was 29 years old and the rest of them are like, they all just seem the same age, right? Like 12 or 13 years apart. He seems younger. He, yeah. he does seem younger. I guess. To me, yeah. like Tom Selleck seems as somebody who's a, the, the same age as Tom Selleck in this movie, basically. Yeah, that's wild. I'm just like, that is an old man. But yeah, he's, he's, he's always looked like He's a that. young yeah. grandpa. <laughs> yeah, he's like got wrinkles. And yeah. He's, you well, know, because I was thinking about it, how much longer like after this movie is it when he starts on friends as like an older man dating Monica, but like kind of the same age, at least it seems 10 like. years. Right, yeah. That's wild. He really yeah. does look the same age at I all know. times. Yeah. So let's get into our levels. Um, yeah. Mine's going to be good night, sweetheart, uh, mm. which I, I remember that scene very vividly um, from the last time I saw this movie, which is probably a very long time ago. And there were other things that really stood like, I was like, Oh yeah, I do remember that, but it's mm-hmm. been a really, really long time since I've seen this movie. And again, I'll just hark on the fact that I also was very into this sort of like, uh, like my two dads, yeah, uh, sure, right, my that baby. <laughs> like, That's Paul Reiser, Paul right? Mm-hmm. Paul Reiser and tan guy. Like yeah. I, I Baltazar. just, Baltazar, <laughs> Yeah, B. I just love this genre. I think, and so yeah, on Full House they sing Michelle Teddy Bear. That's the song. Thank that you. They all sing. When when that that is what happened when that scene came on, I was like, oh my gosh, was this the inspiration? Yeah, for Full House. But Full like- House came out in September 1987, and this movie came out I think in November 1987, yeah. and they are not related, and they yeah. weren't related at all. In fact, this movie is based on a French film yeah. which you may have found Trois Hommes Trois et, et mm. un Coffin <laughs> was only made like two years prior so it must have right. like means, really inspired somebody. by the way the word coffin in yeah. French which means cradle it's like I know creepy uh, yeah it's my level um, I'm going to make my level three men and a little lady, uh, because we owned that film and I've, I, it's kind of one of those situations. Um, I can't, I can't remember what movie we did where it was the same, where it's like, I had, I was so familiar with the sequel mm-hmm. that I forgot if I had even seen the original at one point. Um, I have seen the original, but it's been a long time. And I think that like three men and a little lady might maybe was a little more kid friendly, like the way they rewrote it, like it didn't have like the drug plot. It had much more of like a <laughs> you mean heroin, the- not just any drugs, but <laughs> heroin. The yeah. movie within the movie, yes, just like didn't need to be there at all. Yes, loved it entirely. So, um, it it was more of a classic like stepfather's gonna send you to boarding school kind of thing, um, with the sequel. So anyway, um, but I I'm sure I've seen this at least one time through, but um. It like I I too had was only kind of remembering certain scenes and then again my familiarity is just with the world of you know three men yeah. and a little lady. Um, my level will just be grown ass roommates. Um, as <laughs> a person who had roommates into my later years, sure. Um, not as <laughs> late as uh, Tom Selleck and Ted Danson, but um, you know, five years ago, yeah. um it i think it stuck with me that you know these grown men they can have jobs and be yeah. be roommates um but yeah i've seen this movie probably five times but not within like 30 years so mm. it's um that was just like a very oh that's what adult life is you just yeah. you know find friends move into a penthouse and that's right. what you do so yeah 
you know what's what's interesting just because we've watched so many movies on these different streaming platforms and one of the reasons i also picked this movie is because i kept seeing it for free on amazon prime right and it was there last week and then i went to watch it this week and it was gone for free but suddenly was on disney plus for Mm. free and i'm like what is this world of the movie trading and who owns yeah. what and it's, it's just fascinating like to me Pokemon that's cards. Know, but I, I thought about that and my assumption was that like like in in disney now having a platform and taking all of their movies back they must be striking deals with people of amazon prom it's like or amazon prom amazon prime saying like uh you can have this for like a year and that's it and then it's ours right. you know I feel like everything is just like sucking into Disney. And then I was still there. You just have to pay for it on Amazon Prime. Right. Mm, That's true. That's a good point. I was reading that this was like one of the first, like the highest grossing films that Disney released at the time, um, like under Touchstone. So and it was Leonard Nimoy's largest grossing (laughs) film that he directed. Um, which still blows my mind. I couldn't believe that when they first, yeah, when that came up. It's like like Spock? Like yeah, yeah. Dr. Spock. Very yeah. weird. Who I always got confused with Dr. Spock. Right. Oh, like Benjamin Spock. Yeah. Like the child psychologist or whatever. Yeah. Totally. I was like, is that the same person? <laughs> Why are you taking advice from a Star Trek? Right. Yeah. Totally. Well, speaking of men we love, this movie features these three hunks. Um, yeah. As Bradley B mentioned, Tom Selleck, the Goot. And Ted Danson, and this is one of their smoking jacket movies. Um, the Goot. It's the Goot. Goot. Yeah. Wait, I know from Home from the Holidays, but Home for the Holidays. Oh, and Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah. Right. Circuit. That's right. Yeah, so. he was the lead in that. Oh, that's wild. And the ironically, robot was the lead. Come on. <laughs> Even though Steve Goot got the the smoking jacket, he didn't wear one as much as Ted Danson did. Um. Yeah, who actually wore a smoking jacket in this movie? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and oh, Steve Gutenberg wore that bathrobe. I, my level should have been bathrobe because, like, sure. I I remember that stripy bathrobe for some reason. Constantly, he's wearing it. Constantly, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of wild. Also, um, I'd like to give an award just before we dive into this sure. movie further to the most chest hair viewed in a movie award oh, yeah. to that's yeah. i honestly kind of remember that about this film of like these vaguely like tan but inside men <laughs> like <laughs> go on what's what? an inside, inside man, man. <laughs> there's a certain kind of tan that you have when you're outside and then it looks different <laughs> when you like come inside from the beach and you're like freshly tanned and like i wouldn't say tom Selleck is a particularly like tan man but he's somebody that like, if he's just gotten tanned outside and he's inside, he just like contrasts so much with the white wall. Does anybody know what's following this? But I no, remember but I Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg is not a tan man. Can I say something about that? So <laughs> in the credits- you wouldn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, we, oh, we all heard it. <laughs> there is, so we're getting into this, right? Like the, yeah, um, the credits, when we're going, we learned that Steve Gutenberg is an artist and he's just constantly painting a cartoon Which- on their- I thoroughly remembered and still yeah. love that whole I, intro of just this mural. Yes, I love it. I wanted to do Same. that. It was like, I feel like my parents had to convince me not to draw on our walls in that way because I was like my dream. It's going to be but, just as good. I know. But they for sure always, there's like pictures or, or um, 
shots of him painting. And then there's shots where they just zoom in on someone's wrists painting. And they are like the thickest, <laughs> like hairiest wrists with like this watch that can barely fits the wrist that I'm like, that's not see Moonberg. Like you couldn't find someone oh, else. See, with you're a wrists. skeptic now. You're a skeptic now ever since girls just want to have fun about body devils. Maybe. Now well, this I'm yeah. also, I have skeptic. a thing about watches and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Too much watch. Too, Too much watch. Now, I'm not an art critic, but the goot, his, the likenesses to mm-hmm. the people he, especially himself is and the like baby at the end. It's like, oh, the did you look, did you look that baby in the face the whole time you drew it? Obviously it's a cartoon. So it's a right. character. It's stylized. It's yeah. stylized. So we get it to takes start a long with, time. <laughs> there are two, there are two Miami sound machine songs in this movie, which I love bad boys oh. is the first one. Uh, and yeah, we're just introduced to them. They're like living their best Philip Stafford. Phil Fest, sorry, <laughs> with his adult roommate's life. Uh, right. They're just also like artistic and dating it. There's like a hundred women coming through. Right. There and they have the, the most like eighties, like leading man jobs of like oh. art, oh, art cartoonist, architect, like actor. New York actor. It's like, okay. And yeah, to prepare for the movie, it was in the like fun facts that uh, stumped, Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg took the married 10 dancing out oh, yes. around the wild streets of Toronto and yeah. went out to a bunch of clubs and bars and stuff like that. So they could really bond and be like bachelors and yeah. Yeah. It's kind of and fun the, to think about. And that's Mary Steenburgen. No, it was, he, he had like, he, he's had like three marriages, I think. So it was not Mary Steenburgen yet. Are they that's still married? Later. I think so. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do want to talk about also in this podcast is the elevator in the room, because this time literally. we do have an elevator. We literally yeah, have an elevator in the right. room. Uh, it's in their apartment and it's, it's like a character in the movie. It's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a part of everything. And then there's another elevator in this movie as well. Yeah. So I was just glad that we got elevators back. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. They're back so with the force. They're back with the force. Which I think this was a big thing in 80s movies where people would have an elevator that was just for them. Yeah. And it just entered it. right onto their I guess it enters into what they're called the vestibule, which I sure. love. And so, and then you can't get into the apartment unless you have a key. So you can yeah. get off the elevator into the vestibule, but it's only for their apartment. But that but, must yeah. be just like they must have such a huge apartment. <laughs> they do. Did you it's see it? Like, yeah. Oh, I know. It's like the Their entire kitchen floor. is in a greenhouse. It's wild. <laughs> that was pretty cool, though. That was yeah. Cool. Oh, the, the place, kitchen I... is small, though, for that many rooms. True. Are we to believe that Tom Selleck has built that? No. Okay. He says he could build. Yeah. A room. What's her face? A room. Sylvia. Sylvia. Um. I was like, oh, Andy McDowell, but that's. <laughs> That's not who that is. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so I, I think so. But he also built that like sweet 80s television room that's just like so awful and yeah. dumb. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I guess at the time it was like pretty cool. So we're we're at a party and it, it's the party for I think it's Tom Selleck's birthday. Peter. 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 We can Peter just Michael. call him Tom. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Peter, Tom, Michael, Steve, Jack, and Ted. And, uh, we're like, we're there. And this is where we get to kind of meet the, again, the similarity between the full house characters, Mm -hmm. because you have the Gutenberg who's like, 
Uncle Joey. Uncle Joey. Yeah. You have the Ted Danson, who's kind of like the Jesse. Tom Saget. Yeah. Oh, really? No. With yeah. Ted Danson. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I thought you were. I thought you were saying Tom Selleck. Ted Danson is. Oh for yeah, sure. Tom yeah, Selleck Jack, is like the Uncle Bob Jesse. Saget. Yeah. Did you actually, did you guys look into who was going to play like all of the lists of the multiple people? It was fun to kind of, it was fun to kind of mix and match casts of like, whoa, what would that have been like? I can pull it up. Let's see. Yeah. It's like, um, for the lead, it was like Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, uh, a couple of other people. And then for, uh, Steve Gutenberg's part, it was like Tom Hanks, um, uh bruce willis uh who else now you guys do know there's a remake coming out right oh i didn't know that yeah and i think that's why it's on disney but it is it says it has a 2022 release and starring zach afron oh that's oh, why he right. came up when you would search it i couldn't figure but it I out i can't okay. i don't see any other people on board except for him on the imdb huh. page and it just says expected 2022 remake of the 1987 film interesting so if you've just watched that movie sometime in the future thank you for looping back um, to listen to the pod right after yeah Yeah. Interesting. Um, i'm curious it just looks like zach efron is the only one they're kind of mentioning at the moment and maybe the other two are not as well known which character do you think he plays ted danson now, I would, have, I would assume they would cast the lead first, right? Don't you think he would play uh, Tom Selleck? Is Tom Selleck the lead? I kind sort of, of like a so. co-lead. I mean, I don't know. It's definitely the like the Goots and Tom Selleck were in it the most just because Ted Anson was out, out of town. But like, I think Tom Selleck was like the most famous of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking too, I mean, we talked about this a lot actually where it is based on that French film and I don't know like how much of just a replication it is but it is so odd to like it's refreshing it's a cool story but it's like so weird to have a screenplay being like it's focuses on this new york city architect whose roommate is into some shenanigans but he's not in town so he kind of has to deal with it with his other roommate you know and it's like such a strange place to focus like you would think that this movie would be about the ted dancing character finding out he has a child and it being dumped on his doorstep but like that doesn't even happen until halfway through the movie yeah I, I honestly forgot how that like Ted Danson left for a part of this. Totally. Um, yeah. He's not in it. I couldn't believe how much Nancy Travis wasn't in it because she's so much a big part of the second movie and this. Right, and yeah. like, um, I know we'll get into it, but talk about like, I, first of all, I totally thought she was British as a kid. And then <laughs> I hear it now. I'm like, oh, she's not British. <laughs> I thought she was British too. That's why I said with the actor that she's I doing a great Andy job. McDowell? And, yeah. She's Southern. <laughs> She's not British. Yeah, she's Minnie Southern. Driver. She Minnie Driver is Irish, I think. Great. Yeah. But it's like why it's interesting where she's so much a big part of the second movie, but she's really not much of this. So it's just like, why not cast a British actress to say like eight lines of dialogue? Well, because they knew was, it was gonna be a hit. Yeah, yes. and she was 80s famous, you know. Yeah. Was she? Yeah, she was in what's So I married called? an actor. Sorry, Mary murder. Yeah, but that was after that, after this. Oh, then I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we're back at the party. We keep talking about Rebecca, who who we find yeah. out is Tom Selleck's on again, off again, just mulleted. Just like 80s. open. Open. Like they just kind of have like thruple, an open relationship. Not yeah. thruple, I guess. Um, yeah, because unless Tom Selleck is into cellos, I don't know 
Yeah. I think they're just on again, off again, and sort of like hook up when they want to. Right. Yeah. And they've said, I mean, they both say that like, you know, we see other people like, yes, we we're kind of seeing each other, but we're not exclusive. We see other people. So yeah, I think more like open relationship rather than on again, off again, because I think they're consistently dating. It's just, they, they're also dating other people. Right. Okay. Fair. Um, we also learned that the director of the movie that Ted Danson is in uh-huh. is going to have a very sensitive package delivered oh that you shouldn't talk about at all. Or, but it, it wasn't the director. It was, he was a friend who had directed commercials for uh, Ted Danson back in the day, but right. he didn't want to do commercials, but they were still like friendly with him, but he was a little shady and Yeah. Who right. knew heroin shady though? Totally. I was reading that like in an original script, Ted Danson's character was supposed to be a pilot and the character, like this shady guy was in it a lot more. Like it was kind of more, maybe like the drug plot was more developed. <laughs> Interesting. This Which is it so- really went like a hard turn, like even harder turn into like drug, like just it- became blow. Um, it's it is so interesting the conflict and the stakes of everything of like the drug plot and then I kept on getting confused too because at one point Ted Danson is like just been handing his baby and then he's frantically calling to try to figure out where that guy that we're talking about is because of the drugs and it's like but you know that's not going to solve the problem of this baby and that the mother's gone like they they almost treat the problem like it's the same throughout which is so it's just like kind of wild to figure out like what are we worried about (laughs) I think they got confused about yeah. this switch up early, early on, and they never wrapped their brain about totally. it, that it wasn't involved. The baby I mean, isn't heroin. <laughs> I mean, go- this- the goots tried to stuff heroin into the baby oh, later sure. on, but yeah. Anyways, this movie is should- dark. It is not for children. Yeah. It is no. kind of bad. Like, and it's like, I feel bad for this baby. And then, oh my gosh, you know. Okay, so it's after the party and, you know, Peter's, you know, wants Rebecca to stay over and she won't. And then he's who's they're having a post-party depression. And oh yeah. And with- but Ted Danson's like, I'm gonna get with this girl. But I'll stop yeah. if we want to drink wine together and like talk about our feelings. Which I thought was kind of nice of him. Yeah. He's gonna leave for Turkey. Although, for yeah, like if he's going on a huge something. trip, you I don't know. I'd feel you want to hang out with your boys. Right. Yeah, um, totally. I do like that they refer to Jack as a man. The man is one giant gland. (laughs) One giant gland. (laughs) Thyroid. Uh, I did have a note that this movie is brought to you by jogging. No kidding. A shit ton of jogging going on and some amazing (laughs) jogging shorts. Yeah, Um, jogging and um, inside tans and chest hair. Yeah. Tom Selleck is just a constant jogging chest hair model. Yeah. Well, as a chest haired man myself, um, I'm all all for it. Bring back the uh, the Pierce Brosnans, the Tom Selleck's. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. It's also brought to you by High Waisted Pants. Um, it's either <laughs> short shorts or high waisted pants. I'm the I'm crotch, here for the short shorts. The yeah. crotch length on some of those pants is like <laughs> extraordinary. It's like a full forearm of crotch <laughs> that you have to like traverse to to under, understand their pants. Uh, so anyway, it's the next day and uh, jogging, like you said, and 
Jack is calling from the airport and leaving a message on the voicemail. Oh, man, yeah. That only Tom Selleck hears, uh, but doesn't really care about. That's about the right. sensitive yeah. package that's being delivered. And also, uh, when he when he comes back from jogging. He's in tight. Thank you. I know I feel <laughs> obligated to tell our artistic director to bless yes. himself. <laughs> bless you. <laughs> How do you know that's who that is? That's true. You that's don't true. Know. It, it is. Could be sunny. That's true. Um, we have a lot of noise in my my podcast studio tonight. It adds is to the charm. Dogs barking charm. and sneezing and all but, kinds of things. Right. This part of the movie is so like strangely convoluted, where it's like Ted Danson doesn't know what package this is, but he he's accepted it. This shady guy is going to send a package but it's like not for him like somebody's going to pick it up later and then it just ends up being a full bricks of bricks of heroin yeah which is a wild choice for the 80s right i was like i'm surprised it's not cocaine i think cocaine well this i thought it was cocaine yeah and i was like wrote that down originally but i was like that's so tame right. everybody's already doing cocaine but maybe that's what they thought as well <laughs> so heroin is scary yeah, yeah cocaine it is. is like party favor you know yeah, i guess so but we yeah. come back to the baby and, uh, you know, it's kind of like, what are we going to do about the baby? We're going to take the baby inside and we're not going to tell anybody because it's a sensitive package that we should right. talk about. Like that's a very loose uh, plot. Yeah. Yeah. That like nobody's talking about it. That what? That like. That they the, can't call like somebody. They're not. Right. They can't Child protective call, services. There's right. They no, can't call Ted Danson and bug him about it. Yeah, they can't like, do in, anything. In this movie, I mean, Turkey isn't like just a desert. Like, I mean, you can call somebody. It might sure. take a minute, but like the fact that there was like no attempt right, to reach him or just like, I guess like as an audience, you're just like, yeah, he's in Turkey. So obviously for six weeks, you won't hear anything from him. Like, I don't <laughs> right. think that's how that works. I thought it was telling. Was it a long was. time? But he must have an agent. You call the agent and yeah. they'll be able to get in touch with him. Surely, um, surely. Loose, loose it was loose, loose plot point. But I mean, that's why I guess it has it to be. It was a like, sensitive package. So right. right. And this whole mix-up doesn't work unless like Ted Danson isn't there. So I guess that's right. why mm -hmm. they like, you know, make those these choices. But like then they play some like fun kind of sensitive music and like make it real funny that a baby is has been on their dress up for who knows how long <laughs> yeah like <laughs> wearing this bonnet outfit with nothing like who knows if it's hungry no who knows, knows it like it's no no medical excrement. information well, no kind of yeah. instructions like no emergency number they still oh. had time to play that sort of word game of like look in the hall <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. look at it in a different way. Yeah. There's right, a baby. Exactly. <laughs> and then like they actually, it's so funny too. Like in 1987, I don't know what we thought men were like, but they act like they like are allergic to even touching. A but baby. this again is a very full house thing. Like there's whole scenes uh, about Jesse and Joey, like trying to change Michelle's diaper. They're holding mm -hmm. her up. It's falling yeah. off. Baby always pees outside of the diaper. Very funny. I was a little like, that's a lot of naked baby for TV. Uh, no, I wondered that. I just didn't know that. I don't think they do that anymore. I, I don't. And it's a lot of naked baby with like naked men too. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, interesting. Like it's a lot of like skin to skin time <laughs> on film. <laughs> Which it's, hey, it's important, you know, you got to get a bond. I know. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know if I've ever seen a footage of a man that's naked in a shower with a baby that's naked. <laughs> hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that happens for sure. It for it's sure a different does. Different genre, I guess. Different, you know. yes, different genre. <laughs> the, the French film had was just that. Probably. It probably uh-huh. is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> black, black and white and just <laughs> 90 <laughs> minutes of a man smoking that, in a shower. <laughs> that's why Steve Gutenberg picks up that ashtray to calm the baby. Yeah, totally. He's like, we're not smoking because yeah. we're not French, but it's a prism. Look so, through it. Is Steve Gutenberg the like? Is one of the characters <laughs> he burp. does like? Burp. I'm, burp. I'm getting burp. you back. Burp. Burp. Yeah. <laughs> um, Johnny Cool, like the Chester uh. Cheeto character, like is that like like what actually is his job besides decorating their apartment? Like, is he a cartoonist? I think he's a cartoonist. Yeah, he's yeah. a cartoonist, and like this is his character. Like he's writing, he's doing some kind of TV show or he's some a, kind of he's and like. he's the grown up kid. He's the Joy Gladstone. His yeah. bed is like a cartoon. I don't. I mean, car. it's so it's so <laughs> it's so similar to Joey. Gladstone with Mr. Woodchuck or Mr. whatever. Mr. Woodchuck, yeah. Oh, the, like, this is more like Scat Cat from the Paula Abdul. Yeah, it uh, is like that. Videos. Excuse you. Excuse you. MC Scat Cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do want to. How could I drop his title? That's yeah. But no, MC. yeah, he's very. It's very similar. It's this sort of like man-child kind of goofy, cartoony, sensitive. Yeah. Mr. Woodchuck, <laughs> and you know that we 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 meet the puppet during the birthday yeah. party, and it's like Ch- Chekhov's puppet, yeah, because totally. it's go- it's gonna come back later on, yeah, totally in the movie. It reminded me of the whole like Lethal Weapon on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where they had dealt with like black face and black voice, and this is definitely oh black oh voice this and, is a like yeah. a, a giant or arrested voice. development of uh franklin franklin yeah. i know yeah totally <laughs> meanwhile you know tom Selleck goes to the most overwhelming grocery store i for could ever imagine i'm like why are oh things just like piled to the ceiling and falling off the floor and it's like the aisles are so narrow and like, like i was so i had like claustrophobia like oh, sensory overload in that grocery store well, i think Which... it was in toronto and go ahead. No, go ahead. We're going to talk about Dave Foley. I was, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like um, when you walk in, Dave Foley is the cashier. From Kids in the Hall. From Kids in the Hall. And it's because yeah. they filmed some of the exteriors in New York, but enter in Toronto. So I'm sure he was just like, you know, around and doing this kind of work. And then apparently like at one point you can hear um, them paging Mr. Foley over the intercom, which I didn't pick up on. Dave nice. Foley. Oh. From like Why Kids in the Hall. News radio Quinn. as well. Yeah. Well, Colin Quinn was another, he was oh. the salesman. That's the why street oh, I missed that. That's, yeah. Oh yeah. Colin Quinn was at the, like a hot dog cart. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. He's where they get the giraffe. That's right. Also, there is a lot of baby crying in this part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. We started off and I mean, as parents ourselves, yeah. baby usually goes to bed at like eight after we put her down. Yeah. yeah. It's, we did not need that. I, I agree. Not, I turned to Annie because like, that's a lot of baby crying. Yeah, like, Annie, Annie had just watched it and I was like, how much is this going to go on for? Because <laughs> I might need to mute it or I don't like this. I don't need to spend my time doing this. No, I was sort of like, I get it. And then I'm like, I was just sad for this baby. And then yeah. I spent a lot of time being like, why is this baby crying? Are they like, are they making it cry? It's not an actor. It's not like, think about trauma in your life, baby. Are they starving it? Assume- like. I assume that's added in, right? Like the sound. Sometimes you like you could see just the back of the baby's head and there yeah. was the sound. But sometimes her little face was like crying. You know, I guess they cast the twins as you do because of like child labor laws and stuff. But it was hard to watch you only too because pinch one baby so much, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
but fun. it was it was hard to um watch i think too because like steve gutenberg is will not pick this baby up and clearly that's like somewhat of i mean this baby has been left Ugh. in a hallway yeah like obviously wouldn't as when a that human, one woman finally pull? did it it's just like of course yeah totally <laughs> mrs hathaway and, yeah and like we can talk about building mrs. manager or yeah. yeah or the downstairs tenant or something and they don't like her but it's like why not because he keeps on being like, no, get out. Of- oh, I can do it. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. And it's like, have her stay. Teach you how to <laughs> love. I don't know. Or you need so much help. They live in a penthouse and they all have jobs. Hire yeah. a nanny. Totally. Um, totally. They're rich. They're all rich. Okay. I, fun fact about twins. Did you guys know that in the first few seasons of Full House that uh, Michelle Tanner was billed as Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen? Um, because they, they wanted to make the illusion that it was one actress. They didn't want people to know oh, that I didn't it was know Mary that. Kate and Ashley Olsen. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Interesting. And they had to do it like the prestige where they were never seen out in the real world together. So like one would have to hide in the basement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they would take, take turds being in the But outside. then they leaned into it eventually. With and the then twins like, and the amnesia. They would be in. The amnesia was the final season, Katie. <laughs> I know. Before then, it was like, oh, one of my favorite episodes was like an angel Michelle and a devil Michelle. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. If you guys want to just make this a full house podcast, I'm ready. We could do it. I mean, we're I close did do it. I did do a trivia contest in Baltimore once where full house was my category. And I, I remember did the very crown. well. At the crown. It was a fun time. I did great. Some others in that contest with me were drunk. <laughs> And I won't name them on this podcast, <laughs> but they know who they were. Oh my goodness. Uh, um, all right. So we're at the grocery store and Edna is the nicest character in the Super movie. helpful. So yeah. helpful. She's like, like she should be paid over time because she's working in the grocery store and like clearly giving parental advice, like bring Edna home and give her a job. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that he doesn't, of course, doesn't know how old the baby is. And he like very earnestly says like about, about that old, like just doing like. That's how I do it actually. Just this old. For for kids, like how, cause I don't know how old they are, but I know how tall kids are. Oh yeah, totally. That's sizest. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) there's a range, but you can, you can sort of narrow it down by like. There's this like too long reaction shot when she says you got to sterilize the nipples like his face they just look at his face which feels like for 20 minutes where he's just what the word yeah or what did he say oh what's a toddler like whoa (laughs) that is really not being literate and i know like it is just if he's 42 you know that's an interesting to just not not have anybody in your life that's ever been around he's baby. been partying and I architecting guess. you know i guess so i guess so we call that park part attacking part attack part attacking you know <laughs> oh my god Det- park detecting yeah so he comes back with all these things meanwhile we did say mrs hathaway came she brought the drug package to the house yeah and it just looked like a petite novel wrapped in a pretty right paper. Like, i thought it's, it was like a vhs tape yeah it was very small like yeah i don't know yeah. and it was chucked it was cast right. aside right um so they're they have all these supplies now and they're gonna try to take care of the baby and i guess this is why they're like it's a wild comedy romp mm-hmm. um but uh, again all this is kind of makes me bumped out like this poor baby's butt and they're shoving cotton balls in it and yeah. turkey baster they her. like turn into like you're like how do these men go 
go through their regular life. Like they turn into just like robot, like drunk robots with like, get me cotton balls. And it's just like, ah, like, it's like you're in a ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese, just throwing cotton balls at, t- at the- to like, and then, and then they like knock over the diaper bag. It's just like, they don't, I don't know. At the same time, there's a good, a little bit to their defense. The internet wasn't around. You can't just click a YouTube yeah, I guess not. video, which I've done for a bunch of stuff. It's like, you know, why does my baby pr- produce like black tar? Um, mm-hmm. newborn, okay? newborn poop is the, no, it's just all newborns. It's have like it. their amniotic and fluid. It is, it's like coming yeah, out of them. It's, it's tar. Yeah. It's, it's, I awesome. was there for my cousin's first, uh, my little cousin's first poop, me and my cousin. And we were like, this baby's broken. Yeah. <laughs> like, this baby is pooping tar. <laughs> like mm-hmm. neither of us knew what was going on. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, they're kind of like, okay, well, we're going to keep this this is a delicate situation. This is when we get the whole, like, we're not going to tell anybody thing. And then, uh, Tom Selleck has to go to work, yeah. you know, as you do. And he hits his head on a pole. He seems to be Punk. seven feet taller than everybody else working there anyway. Yeah, yeah totally. He seemed, he's the only one that would have to duck under the pole. <laughs> I was surprised. I was like, he is. And I'll look it up of how he's, fairly famously tall yeah, he's pretty tall because it was so a whole is, thing in magnum pi that um, he couldn't fit in the lamborghini and oh, he yeah. was just yeah so is ted danson right i mean he's i was six, thinking six four is Tom okay Selleck. how old how tall is ted danson because i was i really do uh, like the part that he like disguises himself as like this like casual new york pregnant woman but i was like yeah. that would that woman would be really tall like it would yeah. be kind of like whoa i i'm just curious about uh, Tom Selleck's like sweaters. He wears a lot of sweaters without shirts underneath of them. Mm. And is this a look? Is this a is this a look? Is it still? They wrap that baby in the sweater a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I know just... Ted Danson is six two and a half. Oh, so that's tall. Really, sort of projecting woman. the need to put that half inch on there. Um. So, do you guys think this movie needs the drug plot? No, I do not. Um, I don't either. It just seems like a movie within a movie and like watching these men navigate this baby is already interesting enough. I thought that's what the movie was about right? because childhood me just forgot about the drug plot altogether because <laughs> I was like, oh, let's see. Because it, it just went well, over your head. It went over yeah. my head. Like I, yeah. I think it's just a kid, funny, weird guys. I yeah. think, I think it's tricking you. I, I was thinking about this a lot of like, why did they do that? And, and part of it, it's like, why is Tom, Ted Danson away for so long? It all just kind of ties back to like this like scene that's a confusion between, okay, you're here for the baby. No, there's drugs. Like just that one little like um, payoff. But I guess as a kid, I didn't know what was going on with the drug plot, but it at least I think explains why they can't just go to the police. Yeah. Like it, But it's not true. <laughs> like that's what I mean. Where like they conflate the two problems a lot in this movie. But like, I guess they needed some reason to be either distracted or to not be able to just simply go to child services and be like, we have this baby. I know because they could have just been like, but they also, I feel like could have just said like, these are not my drugs. I, I think know. that too. I, I mean, know. there is a part of like um, white privilege in this too. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. All right. So here we are, we're, we're back at the house and uh, these two Brando dudes show up. Oh, we have like, the cello scene, Rebecca shows up to help 
a baby and also Rebecca Donaldson from Full House, similar name, uh, shows up to help the baby and with the guy with the cello. Is she boinking him? Is that like yes. what's yes. happening? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. but he, Pronging. why does he bring his cello into the apartment? You cannot leave cello in hallway. They left a uh, horse in the hallway. Like, I know, <laughs> I know, it's so confusing. I thought the horse was going to come up the elevator. Totally. But then these like two rando, like New York tough guys show up to pick up the package. Tough-ish. Like, why is this one drug dealer always wearing a suit? I don't know. I know. I know. He seems like he should be played by Kevin Pollock or something. No. Um, and they just give them the baby. Yeah. I mean, to your point about does the drug plot make sense? It's like, what at this point, what does Tom Selleck and Steve Gutenberg think is going on? Like, what is this trade? Like, why do they, they just think anybody's there to pick up this don't baby? Don't care. They just want to get rid of the baby. And I they're guess. like, this seems plausible. You, you know. I mean, I guess it's plausible as like there's a baby on your doorstep. But and that those, makes sense. those two like men would have walked in and be like, we're here for the baby. It's yeah, not totally. a secret at that point. Yeah, totally. It wouldn't also, have been like, we're here for the package. They, it's also on these drug dealers, you know. Yeah, what we, did they, they think? They need to have some blame too because they, they need to be like, no, we'll just take. The baby the powder. That's all we want. What were they going to do with the baby? Like, I what guess did they, they thought it was, was like the a, ultimate goal. A ruse to like, because no one's going to bust them for having this baby powder because they have an actual baby. But what were they going to do? With were they the going to throw it away? East like, River, it's, you know. It's so no, I have wild. No idea. <laughs> yeah, that's put well, it in the trunk. I guess upsetting. I assume they figured it was like a, a drug dealing baby service that they would return it to. Um, yeah right like where does this baby go like that like as if like this baby just gets passed around on all drug deals you would think they would instantly be like we need to make a call um yeah just totally. wait here do you mind if dude waits in your uh anti-room because <gasps> they just yes and it and they're Thank like you. oh i got it wink, wink. excellent <laughs> wonder okay i'll take the baby and it's like no you and are put it in my baby. trunk <laughs> what are you gonna do what's your plan oh <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's very strange. And, and, and then like suddenly they go back or a goot. Oh, I wrote goots, bloots, baby power powder that made me laugh, but they, they, <laughs> they, uh, goots, bloots, the goots, bloot, boogie. Uh, yeah. Like when, is it Peter or whoever Peter trips on the package and suddenly he's like drugs. Like, well, he's kind of like, at first he's like something screwy here. I got a funny feeling. It's like, no shit. Yeah. This is all batch it crazy and it clearly doesn't make any sense and then yeah like then he fought i think he like sits on the package and he's like puts it all together like the phone call the package this feel like heroin yeah right yeah. oh my gosh and then he drives no he he this is like my bummer of all bummers but it wasn't what i thought it was when he they're trying to get the get the baby who's being put in the trunk and he goes to the lobby he goes down the stairs for some reason and trips on that carpet oh yeah and i thought all of his teeth came out of his mouth. What happened is he spills the heroin, but I was like, oh, I was horrified. And then Andy's like, no, it's the heroin. It's like, oh my God. That was all of his teeth. That would be a completely different movie. I guess. It I'm sort nuts. of there for it though. I don't yeah. know. Like, So they, they get the baby back, right? But yeah, then after like, some negotiation, but then they're on the you. radar. Right? Yeah. Like it's hard to tell who's who. Like obviously the right because there's like Park, FBI like, cops, and there's also like yeah. drug dealers. I didn't horse, horse cops. cops. Yeah, everybody's on it. 
I know. I don't know who the two like kind of like goons in the lobby are. I think they're undercover cops. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so. yeah. And then the yeah. lead detective. Right. Who they the just narcotics. treat like garbage. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, you just... had a sip of water. Get out. I also, know. these people are in this movie and then they're just not in this movie. Yeah, like totally. Very abrupt because they plopped a movie inside of a movie. And it was like an ice cube and a drink. And they're like, and then when it melts, they're like, bye. Yeah, totally. You can't tell if the cop is like truly obsessed with holding the baby or if he thinks the baby has heroin. Either way is weird. Like, oh, he's like having paternal. The cop needs to hold the baby. And then like, right, like Phil said, like then as soon as Ted Danson thinks the cop thinks something might be fishy, he just treats him like total garbage. (laughs) He's like, get out then. And like, he, it's almost like he's just like, you won, fine, you won. We're busted and you'll get us eventually. It's so weird. So Mrs. Hathaway comes back and she's going to watch the baby a little bit while they all go to work. But then she gets like tied up. Oh my God. Terrifying. Talk about like regretting taking a babysitting gig. (laughs) This movie got dark. It was so dark. dark. This movie is very dark. I'm just going to say that. And he doesn't even, I don't think he even takes like the tape off of her mouth before he just like goes searching for the baby. No, he's searching for his videotapes. He says, see what those bastards did to my videotapes. I know. I know. (laughs) Videotapes of like basketball from the like 70s. Those were great games. Where was the baby? In the closet? Uh, In the nurse. Like they kind of set something up. Yeah, I know. Originally I thought she was like on the fire escape or something. And then- it's still in this kind of like woozy, dreamy music and Steve Gutenberg comes in and it's at some points it's really hyper real where he's like, are you okay? Like, are you, yeah. okay? are you okay? You know, and you're like, whoa, these two men are like really checking in on each other. And so Tom Selleck is, I got to say, is an amazing actor in this movie. <laughs> a lot of times he's like misty eyed enough, but like, I don't know, like he's just been through something really intense, which he has. Yeah. And then Steve Gutenberg's like, they left a note said next time we'll take the baby <laughs> like, what? Jesus. What? like it's, it's wild like you're now under like attack like now there's a war on your house against this baby <laughs> that you've done protection no matter what and like how would you ever sleep it's like insane. never it's it's just unreasonable <laughs> everything about it is not right it seems like, the, like an improv scene where like the people like they don't know what to do, so they just like let's go they dark. Keep, right, they keep adding. They just go real dark, real quick, and they're like, yeah. a baby's getting kidnapped, and you're gonna get murdered, and your teeth fell out. Yeah, totally. I definitely went through a phase where uh, I would generally always bring in a dead dog into scenes. No, Philip. <laughs> oh man. No, Philip. All right. So then, just to add to it, Ted Ted Danson comes home. Yep. In the dark. Finally. Um. Now I wrote a note on, and I swore when I wrote the note, I was like, I'll remember it. And now I don't remember it. So help me. I wrote, we learned baby mama was the shrew. Oh, I know what it is. She was a small mouse. Cause um, I wrote, cause I thought it was in the, sh- I thought I wrote was in the show, but I wrote, we learned baby mama was oh. the shrew in tots. Taming of the shrew. Taming the shrew. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you meet right. her, you're like, you're not the shrew. You're just a you're like a sidekick. She's very upset. This woman needs a lot of therapy. I don't think she should have done that um, to that baby. I'm... <laughs> oh, Sylvia. Oh yeah, Sylvia. No, I know we'll Agreed. get it. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get I'm there. worried. Yeah. About yes, her. so we learn a little more about like yeah, like he was in summer theater, whatever, and so he kind of knows who it is, and then he does a calculation, and it seems like it's his baby, but he's like trying to kind of push against it, and then this is where um, the mother he calls his mother, which is exactly what I would do too. Like that's realistic. Um, and his, is kind of trying to pass the baby off on the mom. And then we kind of get in the backstory of like, 
he's never been responsible. He's never done anything, but he could be a good guy if he wanted to. And then that's when he kind of, he starts leaning into fatherhood as Steve Gutenberg and Tom Selleck are just torturing him with like, we're not going to help you at all. We kind of know what to do now, but learn it. Learn it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm sure you guys read about this, the ghost in the the room. Yep. Um, And I got a lot of questions about that when people saw we were doing this movie. So I can't remember when I learned about that. Like if I ever noticed it or I just know that that is lore, but um, yeah, I mean like. I remember like talking about this back in the day of like the, cause I I think it was, we even talked about this. The lore was that it was this kid who had like, committed suicide on this, in the same in apartment, this apartment right? which it wasn't filmed in an apartment it was filmed on a soundstage yeah yes the spoiler the it's all bs and one of y'all can say what it really was well it's a cutout of ted Danson, right like which is very video. clear but i guess it's a different edit or something <laughs> oh, i don't know interesting but it's yeah. super clear that it's ted Danson in the tuxedo well and i think they use it even like it shows up a different part of the yeah movie. you in see a later it scene yeah. or yeah. some cut scene or something like but that. But it's yeah. from that mother scene. Also, that mom is a little cold. I'm yeah. getting <laughs> tough <laughs> love. Tough love, Bridget. She likes the baby, but she's a little cold. So I'm just well and say. yes. And the minute she I think the minute she finds out that he wants something for, from her, she's like, uh, never mind. But yeah. I will say this is a real pet peeve of mine in almost all movies, but especially in New York and LA, when like people come to visit and stay for four minutes and then they leave. <laughs> they do it in Sex and the City a lot too. It's like, yeah. oh well, I gotta be going. I'm like you, I know that you spent 50 minutes getting yeah. at least at least yeah. now four minutes. What? Yeah, I know it's not. <laughs> okay. Well, unless you live in the same building, a four no minute visit is not a visit. The fact that she even lives in New York city is like not likely. So the guys all, you know, go out and, uh, they're going to go to the opera, the symphony, Peter and Michael are going on a double date to the symphony and, oh, right, uh, yeah it's intermission or whatever. And they try to call, but Jack's in the shower with the baby. <laughs> I bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, or no. Yeah. And yep. so mm-hmm. they can't get a hold of him. So they freak out and they come home because everybody's just in love with the baby. Now it's mm-hmm. like, they're all have their p- paternal instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, the next note I have is they're on the, in the phone booth talking to the mafia guys. Setting some, up yeah. the yeah, setting up the deal, the drop at the construction site, and I and they have to do like everything together, and they right. can't leave the baby ever. Yeah, <laughs> like and again, what a what an elaborate ruse, and how dangerous! You don't know if these people have weapons. Oh like they could just shoot them. Like oh my gosh, I know, I know, one hundred percent have weapons. I know, and like they. Ted Danson is just going to leave the baby in the car, like at a drug yeah. deal in a factory. Like you might as well be in adventures and babysitting. Like I what know. is this place? And then she starts crying and she's like, oh, I guess I can't leave you. Like, right. And it's like, oh my gosh, your diapers, but I have to change it now. It's like, no, you don't like, just go like, let's get it up. Like just get the drugs and go. Um, and yeah. And then, you know, I don't know why I see Gutenberg falls over. <laughs> his little he like duck. says he lost his balance he he lost his but balance. It, it makes no sense um, it's a hard question yeah. a question i have about this whole scene where they're like ted danson is dressed like a woman and then mm-hmm. um oh like, yeah the plan. how does he get a taxi cab um ted steals it he's driving the woman. taxi 
cab. Ow! I guess he just gets in one that's empty. But no. you hail one and then he you kills murder a, a cab driver. <laughs> I know. No, it doesn't make any sense. None of that makes any it sense. It doesn't make sense. And then like the decoy is so like the baby is in his would be pregnant belly. Steve Gutenberg and Tom Selleck get a, a taxi cab to go the other way. And they know that the, the people that have been spying on them are going to follow Cops. them. Yeah. But then they get out and get in the car with Ted Danson. So right, like, and they, and they, they only him. gain two minutes yeah. for them to turn around. Like yeah. now cops are fully following them, right? Like why didn't they just split and send them on a wild goose chase around New York City? Doesn't it's so wild. It makes sense. I don't, this whole scene, it's just like, they're at the, then they're at the construction site and they're filming and Ted Danson's like pushing the wrong buttons and they're like mad yeah. at him. I'm like, he doesn't know what he's doing. This yeah, I know. Like, it's not yeah, like he's, he's a run through. An actor. Yeah, he, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't know. But anyway, everything's great and it all works out. And then it's the end of that movie. And <laughs> yeah. And then right? they're like super pissed at the detective still. Tells him he can't hold a baby. Like, no. Um, and then you still it's like owe the, us for that water. I know. And the detective like is like patting them on the back. It's like, thanks, I'll take it from here. It's like, you can't do this. You can't just arrange your own drug busts and, and then like film yourself saying we had nothing to do with it. You know, like they're yeah. still responsible. They should stuff. be in trouble. But they're and not they lost some of that dr- some of those drugs too. Like that wasn't it was I like know. a terrible plan. And the guy at the end is like, we know where you live. It's like they do, man. <laughs> they for sure know where you that's live. actually true yeah or how many vestibules have a cartoon of your faces in it i, I mean, know implicating They're, yourself and a baby in the but hole. you know what it's all good because the next scene we're playing frisbee with our baby sped up frisbee <laughs> there's a lot of sped up like 1.5 montage scenes which is yeah. like hard to and sometimes yeah. they talk with it and you're like whoa <laughs> like when he's catching the baby bottle at the end i'm like oh like it was really kind of as, but it is as, as the as the resident uh straight girl on this podcast sure it's true there is nothing in my body blood or bones that would approach a man holding a baby and flirt with him and be like i'm flirting with you because i want your baby that you had (laughs) with another woman that you you may still be and if you're not with her not quite a puppy she's a baby like you left that woman already and she like the whole thing yeah unless i thought it was three handsome gay men hanging out with a baby in which case i would be magnetized to them and having a great time yeah i would mistake it for a puppy yeah i would love to say that i've I've done research on this and i could tell you one way or the other but my baby has just been a covid baby so uh oh yeah yeah i can tell you let me let me so if your baby wasn't a covid baby you'd be out playing frisbee with your baby just trying to pick up chicks no but i would i'm sure i would be out alone with my baby and i could be like girls completely stayed away or girls came towards me and i I have no data points for this because it's, yeah. I know my dog comes up to me and licks the baby and uh, my <laughs> wife comes and tries right. to hold the baby as well. So I mean, <laughs> totally. but I don't know how that translates to, to randos in a park. It um, is the weirdest scene to me. And there's just like gaggles of women like giggling. Yeah. And then I know as soon well, as I mean, one man holds the baby, the gaggle moves to the man with yeah. the baby. I mean, it's in direct juxtaposition. There's three different montages in the movie, right? And the first one is like them just having like the most fun in New York City and like they're doing the mural and they're just like these three bachelors without a care in the world and just a lot of wine. And then there's like the babies introduced and life is like terrible and like they can't do anything, right? And then it's like, oh, it turns out 
they're actually still really desirable bachelors, even more so now with yeah. a baby. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, so I've got a question because I wrote down a quote and I can't remember what the scene was. Uh, the quote is, I'll tell you where I'll be, you silly bitch. Oh my God. Um, yes. A hundred percent. What was that from? That, that's from the montage. <laughs> it's so good. I wrote it down too. It was in the love runner for my Hummer. It's from, um, Sorry. they're doing, they're doing the montage of like the baby is in their lives in an unexpected way. And so like, she has like a tiny little hard hat at Tom right. Selleck's job, which like, not no, OSHA approved. This is no, um, not, but Tom, um, Ted Danson is running lines in his play and the baby's strapped to his back. And so uh, he, he's like, that's what, he it goes, was. Yeah. what is it? Like, I'll tell you where I'll be, you silly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew I had the tone he, wrong on that. He like it's delivers amazing, it like so, Hamlet yeah. too. And I <laughs> love it. Yeah. I did really love the baby swim class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah with like tom, tom Selleck trying to get the picture yeah. and everybody's taking a picture and she's underwater and they're all like being proud dads i thought that was like really cute um meanwhile like the scene where they're singing goodnight sweetheart yep. um like rebecca Which... is naked in tom Selleck's bed and she is just lol lol which makes me <laughs> i'm just like Rebecca, is this what you want? You were having like all this. And she's like, my man is, he won't commit to me. We're not committed to each other, but he will commit to a stranger's baby. Oh, I thought that was more a laughing at situation. (laughs) No, I think you're supposed to be like, she's, she's charmed. I I don't know. I thought she was like, what a loser. (laughs) I was so confused whether we were supposed to like root for this couple to make it or not. Like, I don't know. Where, what they I, want, what Leonard Nimoy wants us to think. I don't get the vibe in 1987 that we're supposed to root for this open relationship <laughs> because they end up together in the end. Like it's, that's what I'm saying. It's a will they, won't they like yeah. he, he won't settle down. So she's like, I will not settle down. But then when she sees him with the baby, she's like, Oh, gotta lock that down. Lock that down. <laughs> I don't know. That's so interesting. I have a different read on that. All right. They do end up together in the end, though. When, though? I don't know, in my imagination. <laughs> That's not like canon, Bridget. <laughs> Come on. Okay, but then Ding Dong Sylvia shows back up. Because yeah. that's like the last scene with her. Is she's like, they're like wrestling in bed. Okay, you're right, Katie. Uh, that's like, <laughs> whatever. Some of us wrote fan fiction about this movie. <laughs> and Peter <laughs> and Rebecca are happily married in a monogamous relationship. I'm trying to remember if they- I'm not, I'm not, I wonder if they I, address it in fair. Three Men and a Little Lady. I wonder yeah. if they're like even- I'm not being fair to them. They should, they're probably having a good time in their open relationship. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I used to have, or probably still do, a big crush on Nancy Travis. Mm-hmm. I realized it wasn't from this movie because that hair <laughs> is ridiculous. Oh my God. I don't know no. what it is, but. And she's no. weepy and not a right. good person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baby abandoner. She's intense. I think, yeah. I mean, I think also it's interesting. I think the the movie is accidentally portraying a little bit of like um, just severe postpartum depression. Right. Yeah. Oh, but, that's probably true. You know, like I get, you know, it's not her to single parent. To. Yeah. Which, you know, I just recently had to do a bunch of single parenting and I don't know how single yeah. parents do it for reals. Like, um, yeah, let's yeah. shout yeah. out to single parents. Totally. Oh, for sure. That's they hard work. True heroes. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I think that they, but then they downplay the part of like the reckless abandonment, which is like this was 
fully illegal reach out you know like maybe like she doesn't she literally knows no one else in new york city like just somebody whose phone number you know no she's from london like she didn't even ring the door she's in the wrong apartment that could be she could be trying to make it as an actress and she didn't know anybody well then she comes back and she's like oh my god i can't believe how healthy she looks like what do you think she's gonna look like like you thought she's gonna be in a dumpster probably (laughs) like it was like really yeah that's true really intense um Meanwhile, so, you know, they're packing up her belongings and Michael and Peter, and everybody's just like really sad. And Ted Danson is wearing a poet's blouse. Yeah. For no reason. Um, how, long, how much time do we think has passed? That's my question of like, how long have they had this baby for? Not, like not that long. Yeah. Hasn't she didn't, changed. She didn't change. Yeah. yeah she She's, didn't change. So probably like a month, right? I think a month. I mean, I get it. I understand. I think you could bond pretty quickly to the baby you know, but boy, are they sad? I mean, they're just like sad. And then like, she takes the baby and Ted Danson, like reflects on the pregnancy that he never had and like puts a pillow in his shirt. I thought that he, I know, I know what you mean, which I was like, what? But I think he was remembering when he had her under, like when he was basically in drag. I, I thought that's what that was. We're just going to disagree about this. Cause I okay. think that he was uh, oh, reflecting on his empty womb. It, that was bizarre. <laughs> And uh, they all decide, though, as you do in movies, right. to run to the airport. Yeah, to get it was so the strange baby too, because like it, it was like there was like this unspoken rule where um, Te- Tom Selleck and Steve Gutenberg know what's wrong with Ted Danson, but it's like this vampire thing of they have to be invited in. It's like they can't even illuminate him at all. Like they can't. They're just like, what? It's maybe maybe it's something you ate. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep. Too much wine. What? What? They're like dead inside. Yeah. Talking to him. And then he's like, I think I miss Mary. It's like, well, that's a whole no, something. Yeah. And then they just like all pile into the taxi. It's like, help out, help this guy out. Like, uh, I do get kind of just like nostalgic for a world in which I think mm-hmm. I only took one flight before September 11th in my life. Mm. Um, I didn't fly until I was in just graduated high school, actually. Oh, wow. And, um, so I think about this like airport time yeah. where you just like kind of just shimmy through a metal detector and you can or run you just to any gate you, you can, want yeah. to visit, walk, like have walk lunch, people to their date or to their walk gates people to or whatever. Their yeah. You're yeah. in town for layover. You just meet them in the airport. Right. Like I'll meet you at the airport, totally. but like none of that happens. And so, uh, but anyway, they have this, this running through the airport kind of scene, um, and they miss the flight which is a mm-hmm. very big British Airways plane, yeah. like triple decker. Yeah, thing. there was like trivia about this plane. I'm like, this I was is like, not damn, I, I don't know if those planes fly. I did care about it because <sighs> I had never seen a plane that had seats over the cockpit. Oh, I didn't notice I don't know that. If anybody, but anyway, I'll I'll just read it on my own in private. But British, uh, the British Airways plane in which the three men assume Sylvia has taken the baby to England on is called City of Belfast. That's the trivia. Oh, yeah. Oh, city of makes, Belfast. Yeah. It not feels to be like confused with the actual city of Belfast. Yeah. yeah. They're often confused. Yeah. One is not a plane. I right. can tell you, as one who lives under the airport takeoff mm. path, that uh, during the pandemic, it was much quieter because the international flights were not taking sure. off. Mm-hmm. But that British air, there's a British yeah. Airways flight that like just rocks <laughs> the world. It's like so loud because it's so, so big, big and much lower than the other planes. Oh, interesting. Because it can't take off as fast. Right. So they go back to their house and they're just sad. But Sylvia's in the vestibule, you guys, with the baby. Yeah. 
And she's, yeah. I mean, I guess we didn't talk about how she tells Jack she's leaving for London. And then he he's like, when? She's like, tonight. And it's like, well, I guess you're lucky they were home with yeah. your baby. When <laughs> you just showed back up, she's like, my ticket's for tonight. Um, So she's back and she's crying and saying like, she she thinks it would be a mistake to leave, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's hard to know what's going on with her. Like, She can't do it alone, but she wouldn't be alone. I just didn't really fully understand. Well, she wants to, it sounds like she wants to stay in New York and act. Cause then she's like, it feels like I'm just, you know, working to pay daycare. I'm like, I'm sure you are as like oh, a non unemployed actress. Like, yeah. So she's like, you so know, hard. yeah. So they're like, you know, relating to how much like the sleep and when she eats and when she doesn't, you know, they get it. Um, and then, yeah, she just move in with us. Yes, that's yeah. I guess they their first pitch was like, well, you could just drop her off whenever you want. We'll help you. You don't have to do it alone. And then Tom Selleck, I guess for a minute, you're supposed to think that he doesn't want to do any of that. But he's like, I don't like this idea at all. I want to see Mary all the time. Move in with us. <laughs> what? Mary should move in with us is what he says. And then it's clear that he means Sylvia too. And he's going to build a room for them in the penthouse. Because like, it is a good question. Like, wait, do you have a room for them? Um, I know. Well, they could take away the TV room. One of I the guess. TVs. One of them. Stuff a baby yeah. in there. <laughs> and then they're just going to live together, which, like, you know, a ratio of four adults to a baby is pretty rad. But, like, they don't really talk about any of the other logistics. <clears throat> well, I said that now they're just like a, a quad cup, a quad. I don't know what you call it. I know. A quabble. A quabble. A quabble. A quabble. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's, that's the end of the movie. That's the movie. And then you see oh. him exit with like the <laughs> stroller with a big giant pole <laughs> that they're gonna have to put away immediately <laughs> to enter the escalator at the stairs. Really, one, two, and go <laughs> like three feet. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and then that's Ger- the German <laughs> German title uh, Noch drei Mana Noch ein Baby, three more men, another baby. Three more men? Yeah, Three I think that, that's the, I, I mean, I didn't run this by Nora. This is just through the uh, German translator. <laughs> Maybe they're referencing um, the French film. <laughs> like, we saw this two years ago, but it's yeah. three more men and yet another baby. <laughs> another baby? <laughs> or maybe in Germany, it's like, a custom that this happens. So it's just like, here's three yeah. more men and yet another baby. Uh, and as you figured, another baby. So yeah. As you figured, you knew it, another You baby. know the story, it's very, <laughs> usually they are gnomes, but this time it is men, you know. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, Katie, I'm missing your sound now that you started doing it, so you have to do it. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, questions? I asked mine as we went. Uh, the one I have yeah. from Nora L was, um, so of these three men, which do you think is the most attractive? Oh, Tom Selleck. Oh, Tom Selleck. <laughs> yeah, she was a hands down Tom Selleck and, and I agree, yeah. Ted Danson has never done it for me. Well, good? I think old, old yeah. Ted Danson, in, like, the like, good place. from The Good Place, does I it. like Ted yeah. Danson okay. a lot. Yeah. All right, you silver, My, silver the streakers. Good, the good is more approachable, but the good The doesn't... good is like, yeah, is the guy that I would probably date. Because, right. Because, you know, he, he's, but I, Tom Selleck, I mean, there's some, yeah. and there's some couple oh he God. talks to Rebecca and you're kind of like, take me to bed, Tom Selleck. Like, yeah. what's happening? Why am I having At emotions? one point, totally. At one point he is wearing 
a bow tie, a striped shirt, suspenders, and like oh, right, giant yeah. aviators. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to be him <laughs> or like have him in me. Like, I don't know which one, yeah. but I need something to happen. Like, I need this to be more a part of me. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, you're just like, are you comforting? It's like that sweater and it's big enough to yeah. put you inside. Oh my I God. Yeah. He's just so, he's so fetching. He really is. He really is. He has. Dimples. I loved him in Magnum PI. Yeah. yeah. Him being I really wish he wasn't hawking uh, reverse mortgages now, but um, yeah. Yeah. be quiet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also think that he does a really good job selling it. Like he's, I think he's funny in this movie and he's like, like, I don't know. He, you would trust him and yeah, the charming. grocery store scene. Charming. It's fun. Totally. He's- my sister had a question. I mean, one of her comments was like the Ted Danson is just like, has so much makeup on the whole movie and an even actor. more so, right. He is an, I guess they just lean into it because he is just guy linered out and just spray tanned. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're inside men, they are inside tan men, <laughs> inside men. Um, but uh, her question was basically like, what was Sylvia's plan? Like, what was she thinking? Um, which we've kind of already addressed. But, she, yeah. yeah, she does not have a plan. She, she is wasn't. just winging it. But that's it. the thing too. It's like she, this woman like needs like some serious care and the idea of like, yeah. even somebody that would even be like, yeah, I should move in here. It's like, nope, that's not who you want to move in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need somebody who's going to think about it for a second. It's like, not a good idea. No. All right. It's time for Hummers, Bombers, and Dumbers. By the way, Katie, I do want to say that last week, <clears throat> on the pod we that was the most perfect hummers bummers and dumbers we did oh my goodness okay i'll have to re-listen and go listen to it to it's that. really oh, well. lovely it's really okay. lovely well. all right uh i'm gonna start with dumbers <clears throat> excuse me okay and i have one mm-hmm. um which is i get they're trying to be hip and cool but that old-timey telephone that they're making calls <laughs> yeah, on yeah. is so dumb like it's yeah. so unpractical to have that like knob against your ear while you're trying to hold a baby. It does. And it doesn't rest between your ear and yeah. your shoulder. It's so dumb. Like it's, it's, they even had a phone, an actual telephone in their apartment yeah. that had a cord that was not dumb. <clears throat> So dumb. Well, I'll pivot off of it. Mine's similar um, where it has to do with the phone where they're in the house and they're Steve Gutenberg's hiding drugs in the baby's diaper and the detective is there and Jack calls like Ted Danson finally calls them and they they don't, he doesn't, he gets the answering machine and then the whole conversation is being broadcast to the whole. And he's like joking about smuggling back some uh, stuff from Turkey. And then also you can tell he's going to ask about the pack. Like, Peter is trying not to reveal everything that's happened. It's just like, hang up on him. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, he's like, well, this, you know, I waited all day to call you. It's like, click. (laughs) You're protecting him. Like, he is the person smuggling heroin into the house. And that's the whole goal. So I don't know. I didn't, I was, I just kept, it was like, it made me nervous. And I just kept on screaming, like, hang up. Uh, mine, and we talked about this a little bit, but I'll, I'll go on a deeper dive of it. Is that uh, freaking stroller at the end? It's the <laughs> dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> it's stupid. Um, just to mean, how would you walk this down a uh, New York City street? Can you imagine? Uh, you're just, you're just going to ask so everyone to like not yeah. be on the same sidewalk as you. Yeah. Also, you're going to have to coordinate every single movement with three different people. Um, Guys, I don't know what you're talking about. At the end, they roll out the stroller and they have like an extended pole. Like 
handle. It's like a rebar. Right. It's like a giant re- piece of rebar. So they can all walk the baby at the same time. At the same yeah. time. Yeah. They like stick oh. it through the stroller. Sh- so it's like a quadruple wide. And I mean, I generally hate strollers anyways. I'm a backpack kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, I agree. Because um, especially with Baltimore City streets, it's just impossible to use a stroller. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that handles the dumbest thing in the world. But, I'm but, a, but a stroller, at least from folks that I know that use them, you can put a lot on it. Oh, I can put a lot in my backpack. <laughs> in your baby backpack? In my baby backpack. All right. Uh, bombers. Uh I can go real quick because I think it'll be different than y'all's because uh, it's specific to someone who has a baby. I hate changing a baby's diaper in the back mm-hmm. seat of a car, especially because I have a Civic and there's no like flat angles on seats. Um, it's just annoying. And the Ted dancing doing it in the back of that cab gave me flashbacks to it. <laughs> and it just was like, no, yeah. no. My bummer is going to be this scene where, you know, Jack, Ted Danson comes home and we kind of talked about it, but it's when the other two guys are playing pool and mm-hmm. they're like letting Ted Danson fend for the baby. But I'm mm-hmm. like, that's just mean for the baby. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Like that he could harm the baby yeah. at this point. Like at least they have a tiny bit more information about mm-hmm. her patterns or her history or totally. her poop habits. He's probably going to feed her like raw takes. chicken or something. Right. Who knows? And it's like, that's a bummer. Like, yeah. get stop, like, stop your foolish pride. Totally. And yeah. go in there and help this baby because that's unsafe. Agreed. Agreed. Um, my bummer oh, in this movie is actually Steve Gutenberg. Um, <laughs> I know, and kind of his performance. And I actually remember talking about it in um uh Home for the Holidays, where I kind of kept on thinking he was miscast because he was like just like frowning the whole time and he was like pouting and I guess I sensed a little bit of that in this performance too like I just didn't like how pouty and whiny and like frowny and like he, he, I think that character probably could have brought a little more comedic like the character is yeah. written to be a child and comedic but I don't think Steve Gutenberg was really performing that he was just more of like this grump this like young grump that was just like pouting around the house and I didn't like it <laughs> I like him as an actor. I liked him in um, Short Circuit. Like, I wish he would have yeah. brought more of that energy. Yeah. Or have y'all seen the Party Down episode where he's in that? I think he's no. throwing. Oh. He's like throwing an orgy yes. or something like that. Yes. It's, that's what I just, I mean, he's, he's playing funny. himself, like, but I just imagine that he's always like that. He seems like a good guy to hang out with, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We'd be friends with the goop. I just wish like either the script would have allowed him to be a yeah. little more funny. Like, cause it's Leonard honestly- Nimoy raining him I in. Guess so. you know? I know. Let him fly. Leonard Nimoy. It's not from We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hummers. I had a lot of Hummers from this movie. There were, there were things I enjoyed, but I'm going to give my Hummer to Bob Saget this week. Oh, uh, I can't help it. Yeah. I, I, again, I cannot emphasize enough my. <laughs> love and passion for full house. It it's so formative for me. And I have spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks since he passed away, like reading about him mm-hmm. and, and just how much people loved him and like, what a good person he was. Yeah. And, um, you know, like that, this genre sort of like raised us in a way like that there was this, this, like these men <laughs> raising these kids and 
I thought, you know, Danny Tanner's a real goof character and he got worse as it went on, but then I loved the revival and he made fun of himself and he made fun of what the character was. So I'm going to make Bob Saget, Danny Tanner, my Hummer this week, even though he's not in this movie officially. Uh, Well, that's a wonderful Hummer. I wish uh, you would have gone last. (laughs) My my Hummer, um, I talked about it a little bit um, and it's maybe a point of contention between um, you and I, Bridget, where um, Rebecca and Tom Selleck's relationship. Yeah. My Hummer is Rebecca and the mother in this movie. We're like, yeah, F off. I get it. I get it. Especially that scene where he, and I've been this girl too, where, or woman where more when I was a girl, I think, um, and doing like, uh, camps, like mountain biking camp and stuff. And like, I'm always like asked to somehow like, uh, do something that like a girl should know how to do like maternal. It's like, Oh, well this kid's bleeding. Can you stay with them? I'm like, I guess I can like, you can though too, you know? Um, and like when he called, when comes like calls her of like, you're a woman, like you would know more about babies. You're like, I need help right now. And she's like, no, like we have an open relationship. That's why we have an open relationship. And then the, the Ted Danson's mother being like, and good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's so cool. Cause like, there's another movie where like these women are just like harpy and trying to be around them. And you know what I mean? Um, I completely agree. Yeah, Being regular think, women at the park. Right, exactly. It's one little, one little side to that, which I agree, completely agree with you. And I love that Rebecca and the mom are just like fashionable and beautiful, mm-hmm. but not in this like mm-hmm. Tawny Katane kind of way, like more in right. like a I'm a badass kind of way. Um, I do think there's like, it's goofy that these men are like screwing up with this baby and it takes three of them to raise like one child. And again, shout out to any single mothers yeah. specifically out there or, or fathers. Or fathers, yeah. But that like, it's really hard work. And like, um, you know, like this woman in the grocery store again, like Edna. Edna, yeah. She's She's got a job at a grocery store and she knows how to parent and she's doing a hundred right. things. And these guys are like, I can't find the way out with a baby, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. So yeah, I like your Hummer, Katie. I am with it. I support Thanks. it. Let's see if we can make it three for three. <laughs> uh, my Hummer, and it's mainly in the middle of this movie, uh, especially around the, the drug deal, is the amount of saxophone that is going yes. on. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Just, it's, if you know uh, the, the SNL sax. skit, Sergio, uh, it's just like sweaty man playing the sax just, just off screen in the so middle third of this movie. And I was there for it. So, Me too. Uh, I, that was, I that was great. man. It's so 80. That's so nostalgic too. Those are, love, those are three very it. different Hummers and I like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I enjoy all of them this week yes. and I love a saxophone. So I very much support it. All right. Uh, let's talk about our outfit. Oh, right. Um, Katie, I was going to talk about your, um, outfit. I think it's just really appropriate. I noticed that you've just been donning your Gutenberg robe uh this oh, whole yeah. time <laughs> stripey it's comfy um mm-hmm. but I also noticed that you're not revealing yourself because your pants are pulled up yep so high they're they're mm-hmm. covering you in an appropriate way uh the crotch is just five feet long it's it's truly delightful um very comfortable but also very practical um and then you you have a hat on 
that kind of, uh, it's like a bonnet, like the baby was wearing, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's tied under your chin and it just keeps slipping forward. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. The whole mo- the whole pod, you just had to keep it's pushing it. Terrible yeah. as it the was. Fanciest on lace in the world. But yeah. good, oh good homage to the movie. Yes. Katie. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, uh, Phil, I could talk about your outfit, which I'm very jealous sure, of, which is looks very similar to what Ted Danson was wearing when he called in from that shoot in Turkey with mm-hmm. like the pilot's <laughs> hat and glasses and just rad. Ugh, looks so cool. Um, and your t-shirt with like a, probably Steve Gutenberg did it. I don't know. A drawing of Tom Selleck, um, uh, with, uh, a coffee cup. And it just says the best part of waking up is putting baby formula in your cup. <laughs> Which yeah. is what he does. Yeah, he does do that. I mean, I think I, it's I, gross. <laughs> I, I've tried formula once. It is gross. It's like I mean, salty, I, right? Yeah, it's, it's just like super weird. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't really get it. We had that same joke was in Look Who's Talking, where he right. just like but that was breast milk. That was breast milk. Yeah. yeah. It probably tastes better to be honest. I, mean, I don't know. Um Bridget. Yes. Um you, I like your, it's sort of like a tuxedo shirt, but it is uh, pinstripes, suspenders, and a bow tie. Um, and then on your little hat that you've got, it says, uh, boys will be boys, nothing but jogging. And of course you just jumped <laughs> up and you're wearing like the shortest jogging shorts because you're about so to go short. jogging, you know, Thank that's, you. that's what you got to do. Um, you got to wear short shorts when you jog. Everything's got a rub. Everything's yeah. got a rub. And then Good. you're of course wearing just the most ginormous pair of aviators in the world. <laughs> they go He's from chin, chin to three, three inches above your head. Um, uh, yes. It's great. Styling, profiling. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good outfits, everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time to talk about whether this movie is for real. And I just, as we were talking about our outfits, I just realized we had to do that. Um, and I, <laughs> and I, that I have to go first. And boy, I just like, don't, oh God. Okay. Hmm. I think it's weird that there's a drug subplot <laughs> in this movie. And I don't think it needs to be there at all. And, but that being said, we've talked about a lot of genres of these movies that involve babies and things. And I can't help it. I'm charmed by these three men. I'm charmed by this story. It's, it's just nostalgic for me. It's, um, I like the music. It's, I like that apartment. (laughs) So I'm going to just say it's for real. I'm going to lean into it and say, I think this movie is for real. I would tell people to watch it. I think it clips along. I wasn't bored. It, it just, these three guys can hold it together. They're very interesting. There's enough decor. There's enough to look at. It's it. Anyway, it's for real. Um, coming into this, like I said, Annie, I see you had just watched it. So, and I knew that she enjoyed the watch. So I had a little bit of like a, okay, mm-hmm. I think this probably is a good, good enough movie. But then like, I will say in the beginning of it, I was worried that I was going to like not enjoy it like especially like the that scene where the baby just does not stop crying I'm like I don't know how much of this movie is this like yeah I don't know if I can handle this like a Lars von Trier movie of just <laughs> right, <laughs> baby right? Crying or the just the time. hijinks of like how do you yeah. change it you change it I don't know how to change it and I'm like oh man um but after that like I think it did pick up and like I was kind of invested in it and even the drug subplot I was like 
it was blowing my mind the mixing up of like wait will this solve the baby problem no wait will that solve the drug problem no um but I liked like I said like I kind of liked all the well except for Steve Gutenberg's like actual character but um I liked all the other performances I really like Tom Selleck I like the women um even the people even the whole drug subplot I didn't I didn't like mind it as it was happening. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think like the tone of it, I mean, maybe it was like the saxophone, but just like the tone of it. And like <laughs> the fact that these are like good guys, like, I don't think, I don't know. Like, it's kind of weird the predicament they're in, but they are charming. And it's, I, I would say that I think the reason that the sequel is successful too, is that it doesn't try to just recreate gag after gag. It's going yeah. off of like, this is about three men that are like, like care for and in love with this kid and that's kind of cool like that's a cool thing to recreate um which getting back to full house like i feel like is why full house worked so great because mm-hmm. that was like always at the center of it so i think it's for real <laughs> um i had higher hopes for this movie I, I think i just had really fond memories of it and it mm-hmm. didn't live up to those but i still think it is for real yeah um for the same reasons that you guys mentioned um if for some reason there was another better movie that had the goot uh ted danson and um mustache all in it then i would say go watch that one but yeah (laughs) but there's not i mean i'm a big tom Selleck fan um there's going to be some of his (laughs) more back catalog movies that we, we do one of these days um because yeah, he's but, not in that many actual movies i feel like he's oh he is like they're just show. weird um, okay interesting like there's one with like robot spiders in the future called runaway oh, oh boy um yeah wow. <laughs> strap in for that one <laughs> yeah. uh, where he's like a, a future cop who hates it's basically i robot um oh, interesting but uh with a mustache. God, no um, wonder I don't know about them. <laughs> yeah. Or like her alibi or like Quigley down under. So uh yeah. Wow. Mentally prepare yourselves. But yeah, as I said, um it it was it didn't live up to my expectations, but it's it's still for real. There's good camaraderie there. Uh and I like all three of those actors. Yep. The three leads have really good chemistry. Like yeah. it's, it's which, kind of fun just to watch them. Which of uh if we have to be each of the three of them, who are we? Oh, good call. By the way, PS I already decided. Okay. Oh, well, who what do you kidding. think? I did, I did, I did, I did. Do you are we mutually exclusive in it? Yeah, you can only be one. But okay. like if I say I'm like Ted Danson and Phil says he's Ted Danson, like in Bridget, in your mind, are we each one? I don't know. Actually, I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say without thinking about it too much. I'm gonna make Katie Gutenberg. Gutenberg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. A hundred percent. I'm gonna say I'm Tom Selleck, and I'm making yeah. Bridget um, totally dancing. I think that I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think it totally is. <laughs> I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. I mean, and now I'd like to sell you a reverse home home mortgage. Um, I know. Sorry to keep bringing that up, but um, I know it gets me, makes me really sad. Yeah. Trying she to be Ted Danson has just like become this uh, like, right he's now. the Betty White. He's like the next Betty White. I saw that Tom Selleck wrote in for the 2016 election with it, which I find like um, appalling, but also makes me think like, okay, I guess he's not necessarily like a Trumper. For sure. <laughs> he wrote in himself. He wrote in like the a police chief of like, <laughs> or oh, like please. a park ranger. Who was it? It was like a local police chief of some town or something. 
Oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, you know. He likes guns, right? Isn't that his Yeah, because yes, I was reading NRI, about Quigley down, down under. He donated stuff. the guns from that to the NRA. Yes. Um, yes I don't want to think about that. I Let's just want to think about just Let's think just concentrate about his, on his kind face and mustache. Yeah, his short shorts, um, his mustache, yeah, mustache and his, his dimples. dimples. It's so funny that you said me for Steve Gutenberg because like trying to imagine myself as not Steve Gutenberg in that situation is like being at the mall and being a kitten Don't among puppies. My brain. It's like obviously, like obviously I'm the kitten. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it didn't even occur to me to like be anybody else. Yeah. God, I love- well, here's my song for this week. Okay. Ready? Coming. No, it's not. <laughs> I thought I had cued it. <laughs> um, so Miami Sound Machine. Yep. The best sound machine. So great. I have such a love for the Miami Sound Machine. I've there's a Gloria Estefan musical. It's actually it's Gloria and Emilio Estefan's musical called On Your Feet. And I have seen it multiple times i oh, saw it wow. in new york on broadway i saw it on the tour and then jeff and i just saw it recently at a theater here called the moonlight amphitheater which is actually this beautiful outdoor theater mm, cool. oh nice and it's 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 very lovely to see it's like outdoors and really yeah that oh it's so great um and i love their story and i love gloria as such a fantastic artist and she like was almost died in a bus accident and then oh, like, yeah Came back. Like, I just, the story is fascinating. Their music is amazing. Shout out. I love Bad Boys as the open movie. I like that too. Yeah, it's so catchy. You're just like, oh, yeah. The music, yeah, it really does suck you in. The mont, I mean, I was there for the montages. Yep. Like, they're really cool. And I like that they were sped up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's zip through it, you know? Totally. It's just kind of charming. Well, thank you, Bradley B. Yes, thank you. That was great. Great intro. intro. Doing the math for us. Doing that math. It it put me in a place to think about Tom Selleck and Ted Danson being in their 40, being 40. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But bachelors, I don't know. I think it kind of almost showed the reverse of the biological clock a little bit because it's like, you still got it. You're kicking. You're fun. You're hip. Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. Maybe not everybody feels that way, but I felt that way. Yeah. Uh, Three men and a baby. Till next time. See ya. Toodaloo.